Testing one, two, three, four. A little bit here. What do we got? What Up and running. Um, guys, I'm glad I was. I'm glad I was able to help. You two were when I first got on. You two were discussing cars, and I just heard thingamajig and stuff like that. And I told you <laughs> I got on and made sure that I was able to tell you guys exactly how to fix your car. Um, you know, since I'm the one that knows all this stuff around. I appreciate here. that. I appreciate that. You're welcome, buddy. Yeah. You know that family that uh, went down to Disney with us this last time, and uh, we had a great time. It was our first Disney trip, right? Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, he's a contractor. He's extremely busy, and I'm talking busy, busy, busy. And, uh, man, I uh, the reason we were talking about cars was because I was stuck 45 minutes away with a blown serpentine belt, and my water pump went out. But we didn't know that at mm -hmm. the time. But, you know, this is one of those people that – this is one of those good friends that uh, as busy as he is – and with no free time, he dropped what he was doing, drove 45 minutes to help me. We were in 37 degrees. It was raining. We were soaked. I was shaking so bad. And, and, and the reason, I mean, we were going to record last night, guys, and I had to cancel at the last minute, you know, and I appreciate that. You know, it was just, there was, there was absolutely no way. Anyways, I faced defeat. I had the car towed all the way back to my house, so I'll, I'll work on it tomorrow. And Mike's going to be home, coincidentally, so thank God for FaceTime so I can, uh, if I run into any jams, my... My mechanic guru is uh, going to be on the other end. But, guys, what a day yesterday. I am so glad today is today, and I'm looking at you two guys. So, enough of yeah. me. If you need any help holding a, a fitted sheet, you can FaceTime me. But. <laughs> Could you tell how miserable I was last night? I felt so bad for you, man. You were just like, it's 38 degrees and raining and, and just absolutely you said I'm shivering. I was shaking. I'm just sitting here shivering, so shaking. Bad. I got home. I got on the. Oh. I just dropped everything. I went right in a hot shower. I was shaking so bad that it was actually thumping the shower. I was. That's how bad I was. I was just oh, hypothermic. I was just bone cold. But yeah, it's uh, it's beautiful now. We've got a, a good night ahead of us, and I'm excited about it. Mike, what a shame you didn't have a nice. Folded iron uh, poncho to wear last night. You would have been in perfect shape. Oh yeah, I'm not. You would have been in good shape. Poncho now. Can you imagine all those people that would have driven by Mike and just laughed and pointed out the window at his wrinkled poncho? <laughs> all those people. Ah, look at that, mom. That guy doesn't plan ahead. <laughs> Anyways, guys, you ready to get this show started? Let's do Mike, it. Mike, take us in. I'm ready to get started in three, two, one. Round one was over. <laughs> Parents won. Kids sipped. I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing. That was all started by a monster. Did we just become best friends? Yep. Gentlemen, start your engines. To infinity and beyond. Bunch of madness around here. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Disney Dads Podcast. Show it's a little about us, a lot about Disney. It's May the 9th, 2019, and I am joined by two guys that go hands up on almost every ride. Jason, Mike, what is going on, fellas? Jason, you're looking better tonight than you sounded last night, Good, brother. man. I appreciate it. I uh, had a much better day today. Um, plus, I have off tomorrow. We got plans later on tonight. And uh, so it's going to be a good night all the way around. Um, and, you know, when you said hands up, that doesn't mean Tower of Terror. Never. Do you guys go hands up on Tower of Terror? <laughs> of course. That's Mike? why I left that off. That's why I put that in there. 
Yeah. Something in your body that says this isn't natural. Anyways, my point is, we're not even doing Hollywood Studios when we go down there in July. <laughs> we were just talking about this. How about that? Just two minutes before we got on, Katie and I were, because she said, listen, I don't want to hear any excuses about any fast passes because we're riding all the big, you know, all the big attractions, and Jason's riding Tower of Terror with us. And I was like, I don't think he's doing Hollywood Studios when we go nope. down. Wait, 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 wait! That Katie's bullet. demanding. Katie was wow. demanding. Wow, yeah. she's getting excited for our trip, huh? She loses her gallbladder and gains a backbone. What is going on with that <laughs> nonsense? I think she said seven words to me in her life. Now she, no, I don't, Katie. Sorry, I'm not doing Tower of Terror with you. I'm not doing it. But I will do Splash Mountain with you guys. Hey, by the way, we were doing the math, Mike and Justin. Um, for Splash Mountain, what I was thinking, let me hear me out, is uh, us three and then all of our kids, mm-hmm. and that's a perfect boat. It would be the Disney dads it. with their kids on Splash Mountain. That would talk about perfect. a great picture. Yes, so I'd buy that it. picture. Yeah, sure. yeah, absolutely. So I'm excited for that, guys. I, that's definitely. I'm going to put that one on the wall. So for sure. Anyways, Mike, how are you doing, buddy? Well, you know, I'm doing much better than you were doing yesterday, <laughs> and uh, I'm glad you're doing better. And uh, hopefully, if you need any, you know, help tomorrow, I'll help you talk you through it. Uh, the one thing I can tell you is it's kind of related to our topic tonight. Being that your car was a mess, we're going to talk about another ride with cars that for quite a while were a mess. Uh, we're going to talk about Test Track tonight over in Epcot, and it's gone through some changes through the years. Uh, it's one of my absolute favorite rides. Uh, when I go to Epcot, it's on my must-do list. You know, Justin and I were just talking about Fast Passes because we got the Disney Dads Cruise trip coming up. And we're trying to plan out what we're doing. And uh, when we do our fast passes, Ep- uh, Test Track's going to be at the top of the list. I know the girls like doing, you know, Frozen, but this is definitely my kind of ride, my kind of fun, and it's something that I've always enjoyed. Um, you know, I've seen both ends of the rides. I know you guys have too. It's gone through some changes throughout the years. And in a short amount of time, you know, it only opened up in 1999 after quite a few problems. And then it wound up uh, getting a refurbishment in 2012. And they completely redid a lot of the ride queue. And we're going to talk about a lot of those details later. And we're going to give our opinions on what we uh, you know, likes and dislikes about the ride and some of the other little hidden gems. And uh, you guys just as much fans of this ride as I am? Yeah, 100%. It's a fun ride, man. It's a fun ride. I mean, it's, um, I don't know, can anybody even say that it's unenjoyable? I mean, it's it's just a fun, exhilarating family ride. How about that? That's it. You nailed it. That's it. Perfect. Yep. And whenever you go, it's a great introduction to a high-speed mm-hmm. attraction for younger kids. Yep. Because they're just wearing a seatbelt. It's something that they're experienced. You know, they see it in the car all the time. You know, it's familiar. But it is. It's a high-speed attraction. You know, there's a lot of things in there. I, You know, and you guys were talking a little bit about the changes. I really like both of these versions of Test Track, but I definitely like one more than the other. Do you all have your opinions on old Test Track and new Test no, Track? I don't because I only know the new Test Track. Oh, do you? Yes. Okay, okay. So I don't have yeah. any knowledge of the prior one at all. Mike? I absolutely love the original version better, and it's not because it was an original version, only because, and you know, you'll you'll be able to. You did both when you walked through, uh, Jason, the original one. It was the theming was more of you walking into a repair shop. There was cars apart all over the place. Mm-hmm. There was car parts all over the place. There was toolboxes. Listen, I spent my life in a garage. My whole career was based upon you know being a mechanic, and um, I really loved being there. It was nice being on vacation and still being in a repair shop. It was cool, and to see a lot of the 
tools, equipment, auto parts, stuff that's used on the everyday, you know, trade, stuff that I always use, you know, Maco toolboxes, snap-on toolboxes. It was nice to see that as you're walking through the queue. And I feel like the first ride had more of a purpose. You know, it told a story. It was the GM, you know, building facility where we're going to test something out. Here's our new prototype car. We're going to put it through the the motions. We're going to put it through cobblestone. We're going to put it through um, high-speed braking, you know, uh, skid steer, ABS brakes. Uh, That whole aspect of the theming behind it meant more to me than the new theming. I think the new theming is cool, and I like being able to design your own car, but I have a personal favorite and that would be the uh, the the original version. I love the queue for the original version because you have everything you said, you also have the crash test dummies. Mhm. Anybody know that song? Mm-hmm. Huh? Anybody? <laughs> um but it was just like you said it really got you into what you were about to go into. I like designing my car, but it's not something I have to have to do you know it, it's a great interaction for the kids every time i do it i get more and more silly like do you? yeah, yeah just, exactly let's yeah. make this yeah. so because the first time i did it i'm like i was out for blood like i want i'm gonna make this just streamline now i'm like give me the the porsche looking thing with monster trucks and the wheels yeah, and, i mean just having a yeah. good time with it let me ask you um did gm have it before or did this new refurbishment take over after gm took it How'd yeah, you that know work? G- G- gm was the original uh sponsor of test track but okay. you know back in that day when they were doing the refurbishment uh-huh. that the american car companies ford chrysler and and gm were going through a really really hard time they were getting some uh government bailouts so they kind of pulled their sponsorship their sponsorship ended and they couldn't go along with it so when it was redesigned to so the new design that you know now it was now solely taken care of by chevy which is why it's got the heavy chevy presence mm-hmm. but yeah it was original now chevy's a gm vehicle but doesn't have the gm branding anymore when you would walk through there the last time you would see buicks you would see pontiacs you would see a lot of other brands also mm-hmm. but now it's just strictly chevrolet okay and they've got like the prototype vehicle still on display there i do like the prototypes yeah that's mm-hmm. one thing i do like about the new queue mm-hmm. is as you walk through you get those prototype vehicles you know for, of the future i i just for me there was a special feeling and it was it wasn't even what you saw in the old queue it was the sounds because it was right. the sounds of like an active working shop okay. you know you heard the test it actually like at one point they had um seats ripped out of the car and they just had these weighted bags just dropping on the seats Oof. Boof, like they were testing the seats, okay. you know, doing all that. So uh, that was pretty cool. Now, when, when was this refurbishment? 2012. Okay, so is there – and the reason why I'm saying that was, was this appeasing? Because, Mike, our generation, we were a lot of – there were a lot of gearheads. You know, we were a lot mm-hmm. of um, – you know, that's just how it is. The newer generation, not so much on the trades, more on the technical technicals. So No, I think – I, I think that the, the actual original theming, they were testing newer technology like anti-lock brakes. Now, you can't not get a car with anti-lock brakes. Right. So that was kind of outdated when, okay. you, when you talk about that. You know, if I'm saying, oh, my God, now you're going to have a car with airbags, you know, generations before it and what's a car without airbags right. i mean unless you got a 70 chevelle you don't know what a car without airbags sure. is um so those you don't it's, actually it's hard to find the car now without airbags mm-hmm. so when they were doing that whole presentation about you know crash test dummies and you know anti-lock mm-hmm. all these safety features mm-hmm. that are way no singing this episode <laughs> i promise <laughs> Sorry. i got my warning i got my warning beforehand Good. 
<laughs> but you know the, the the technology that they're talking about was there what they were testing that cutting edge technology is is old news now mm-hmm. you know so um now listen you you talk about new technology now you're talking about lane changing technology you're talking right. about you know crash avoidance stuff and that's the newer stuff sure. now so if they had carried it over to that that would have made more sense. The older stuff, I understand why it had to be updated. I just, I'm not crazy about the theming. I would have, would, I think it would have been really cool if when you designed your car, your ride would act the way your car ride was. Yeah. You know, if they could alter that a little bit. Sure. So if you made it faster, if you made it a little bit slower, uh, if, you, if you made it a little bit tighter, it would skid a little bit more. Whatever the case was, uh, kind of get a different ride each time. I know it's probably pretty impossible, but it almost seems like the designing your car is just a time killer. You know, it's a little bit of a spiller, mm-hmm. a little bit of a, a fill gap, you know, while you're waiting online, which is nice because it's nice to have an activity with the kids and share that moment and, you know, talk about, oh, my car's faster, your car's more economic. It's nice to have that part of it, but I definitely miss the original um, bare bones, gear knuckle, you know, mechanical kind of shop. Okay. It was kind of the first time you see Disney put a people eater aspect into the queue or, or an interactive and time wasting for for lack of a better term into the queue now you see it in space mountain you see it with dumbo with the play area you see it you know you have these these spaces now in all these different queues to where it's interactive with the guest and i think test track is probably one of the first times that disney kind of branches out and says hey instead of just people standing online why don't we you know start the start start the the whole experience earlier in the in the attraction you know it's before you even board the via the ride vehicle your your experience it starts before which it didn't beforehand so is that a positive yeah i think so but like mike said you know after you do it the first time then you're pretty much just designing something you could do on your ipad right you know what i mean right. like yeah i'm still watching the numbers we're still cheering whenever mm-hmm. our car is number one so like that but you're trying to make the most ludicrous car sure. that anyone's ever seen on planet earth every time i'm trying to make the batmobile every single really? time okay. um that i'm there uh, but yeah, but but it's still even with the changes, it still is a must-do uh, fast pass for us almost every trip. So where does this fall on your guys' fast pass list with with Epcot? Because with the tier system, you know it's a little different. Now you're looking at Soren, Test Track, Frozen, you know, and and of course Guardians will be there too, I'm sure. So uh, where does this fall? Uh, well, um, I'll, I'll just go first here, Mike. Um. Test track is kind of one of those. Uh, if we're lucky, we'll we'll get it as an add-on. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, it's not a must-do. Soren Soren always takes priority over test track. You know, and I, and and I can go down the whole road of um, the tiering system at Epcot, which is to be desired. But yeah. um, you know, it's uh, it, it it doesn't. I mean, it's a good family ride, but um, it doesn't make that top priority for us. Not because Soren is more of a you know that's more of my family's kind of thing right there. Gotcha. Mike, we've been doing Frozen and Test Track more, more Test Track than we have uh, Soren, only because since they redid Soren, I'm not crazy about it, but it seems that the rides have got the uh, wait time has gone down. I think because they added another mm-hmm. a couple of screens mm-hmm. there, yep, so yep. I feel like that's not the usual two and three hour wait like it used to be. Uh, I've seen quite a few times, even on a park day, where that's around you know 45? sixty minutes, yeah. fifty five minutes. So you know what, when it's a when it's a hot day at Epcot and you want to hang out inside. You know, have you know, go on the land for a little while, or go on the land afterwards. 
you know, the, the land pavilion ride. And uh, you know what? Wait out the 50 minutes on Soren. It's a nice ride. It's worth the wait. So that's kind of gotten the backseat when it comes to fast passes at Epcot, only because the ride, t- the ride wait hasn't been that long. I feel like you get what you, you get your money's worth out of Test Track. Mm-hmm. It's not like Mine Train where you wait or you right. use a fast pass and it's a minute and a half. Right. You know, yep. like with Test Track, you're you're getting a good twenty minute you know interactive experience once you go into that room. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, but but all the way through through the whole process, uh, I really I really think that it's that is one huge key for me why Test Track always ranks towards the top for us. Now, have you ever been there when it was completely empty, one of those after-hour events or in early hours when there's been no queue, when there's been no line? Do they keep you in those rooms that long? I've never been there for an after-hours event. Jason, were you were you at Epcot? For the I was, I was, but we Mike, never got were. over to yeah, but I never yeah. got over to Test Track. We hit everything else. Oh, okay, but Test really? Track, okay. Yeah. All right. Well, listen, that that kind of goes um, by you mentioning the rooms and talking about it and everything. Um, I think that's a perfect segue for us to uh, go from the beginning all the way through the ride. I like then, it. Yeah. You know? Let's do it. So, uh, the actual building itself, guys, um, it, it is, uh, this is a cool area. You know what I mean? It really, and it doesn't, mm-hmm. like me personally, this, this area, uh, as you're walking into Test Track, almost kind of feels like it would belong in Tomorrowland. You know, the way the, uh, I the agree. design yeah. is. And there's, um, now I do know that, you know, from firsthand, you know, talking to uh, uh, one of the head guys over there at Test Track, I know that building is... Uh, when it was structurally designed, uh, when we talk hurricanes and stuff like that, that this thing is like rated to take an F four or F five tornado, not even a right. hurricane, a tornado. So this thing is is capable of standing three hundred plus mile an hour winds. So uh, that was impressive. I don't. Know, I guess you throw a big cement block and that's what you're going to get. So uh, the building itself is uh, very impressive, very solid, and um, you know we'll 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 touch on this this area here in a second. But uh, you've got your main entrance there. But you also have the cast members that, that go to the uh, far left. And then you have a small door on the right. And that is our uh, the GM um, lounge door. So we'll touch mm-hmm. base on that here in, in a little bit. Mike, what is your um, your perception of uh, you're sitting out here, you're looking at it from the outside. You know, it's your first time at Disney. You're, you're taking in this sights. You know, what what are you feeling? What are you seeing? You know, if you're traditionally coming in the park and you start walking past Mission Space, you start to get about 10 or 15 steps past there walking towards Test Track, and you hear that extremely, extremely distinctive noise of that car just whipping around that track. Uh, anyone who's ever been there, anyone who's ever been on that ride before, or even walked near that ride, even if you've never been on it, that's a sound that I've never heard anywhere else. And as soon as I hear that, I am immediately excited to be on that ride. I love that just speed sound of the car zipping around the track. And uh, I love it. I know it. And uh, it really gets my uh, blood going when I hear it. Beautiful. Justin, how about yourself? Anything sticks out? Oh, it's it's perfect. No, I, you know, we that is definitely one. You hear people, and it's one of those you can kind of hear the screams to every now and then. You don't get them all the time. But, and it's, you know, it's, it's gone before you even know it. Uh, we talked a lot about the queue. You know, as you're coming in now, you're seeing those prototype cars. You're seeing the engines uh, of, of the different prototype cars and engines of the future and engines of today. And uh, and then you are put into your spot and, and you go into the room where we talked a little bit about designing your car, which I think, you know, we said is such a great interaction for the kids and for adults. You see a lot of adults almost kind of pushing their kids out of the mm-hmm. way to kind of put their little additions on. Uh, so you have a few minutes there to, to make your time and those doors open. And after that, the probably the best part is the short queue. 
I mean, you're up a ramp, you're up another ramp, and uh, and you're there, and you're starting to see the, the ride vehicles for the first time. How cool would it be, and the technology's there, obviously when you design your car, it kind of follows you along in the ride. Shouldn't you be able to save it with your magic band and be able to go look at it later? You know, go back mm-hmm. to something, maybe so. go on the, the, the MDE app or go on a Disney website and tweak your car a little bit and try with it. I mean, that'd be pretty cool. I love I mean, it. It'd be a nice little Can't... something to do with the kids and try different designs and try different technology. And des- I mean, listen, the technology's there. You know, it, like I said, the, the car design follows you through the ride. You know, you, you kind of marry it to your bracelet anyway. You know, your magic band, you might as well be able to, you know, keep it when you get home. But, you know, what would that, what would that cost in memory, you know? Nothing. Yeah, wouldn't cost yeah, anything. Why don't you do me a favor? then mike because i love that why don't you convert it over to an stl file and let me take it home and 3d print it yeah why not that'd be cool you why know not? yeah come on now i'm sure there's an imagineer listening somewhere i'm, get I'm that going, sure right? i'm sure he or she is <laughs> come on guys stl come on email me my uh 3d files so i can print out my test my ridiculous looking um generic lamborghini with huge tires I don't. I don't know if I like this idea. You guys would make fun of all my polka dot Batmobiles that, <laughs> oh, that happen. Oh, I would airbrush them just perfect. <laughs> a little unicorn, little unicorn on there. Yep, absolutely. Like, you know hey, so if, well. you, if they had that kind of file, how cool would it be if you could buy your car at the end of the ride? There you go. Why not? Why? Insane. Why doesn't Disney just print them out and sell them to me for thirty bucks? Yeah, you could. Yeah, that's come, a great you, idea. Your order and come back an hour later. Come back a couple hours. Twenty percent of the Disney Dads podcast. I'll take five percent. Why not, guys? Come on. I like it. I'll take a percent. That's fine. <laughs> we talked a little bit about cast member uniforms. And what's your opinion, guys, on the uniforms that the test track cast members wear? Do you think it fits? Do you think it needs something different? What's what's your take? Or do you have a take? Doesn't doesn't look like the Star Wars one. I was gonna yeah, s- it's like like it's Star like Wars, silver and not? orange. It's like silver and orange or gray and orange. I don't know. I mean, I guess I'm kind of indifferent on it. I mean, it. Um, I, yeah. Does it make your top ten? No, it doesn't make my top ten. It it, it could be pizzazzed a little bit more, but you know maybe they just want to keep it simple, um, jumpsuity. You know, with the TT on there. I don't know. I, I don't know. Um, I don't know, man. I'm just I'm really indifferent on it. It doesn't pop up for me. How's that? Fair I right? I particularly like the original one because the original one had yeah. the checkers on the sleeves yeah. and it had the GM on the you know on the shoulder and you know that was more. Listen, I. Doing a lot of mechanic shirts my entire career, and uh, that's definitely the kind of mechanic shirt we would wear, and that's something you would see in a testing facility. And um, yes, the uniform that they have now fits, but like I said, I'm partial to the original ride, and I like the original uh, cast member costumes. I like it. Um, so, you know, we, we get up there, you scan your magic band, you see your creation on the little screen there in front of you, you know that you're, you're linked, you're ready to go, you're boarding the vehicle What's your preferred location in the vehicle? I mean, I I like the f- I like front row front, passenger middle. Nope, I oh. like front row passenger. Oh, I don't like yeah. middle in any. I don't like the middle at all in that ride. The problem with this attraction is if you have a kid the size of Riley, yeah. there's no good seat for pictures. Right. Because if you're in the front, the bar from the window mm-hmm. covers their face. Yep. And if you're in the back, the people's hands cover their face. Yeah. So there is just no winning. And by kids, uh, Riley says, I mean me. <laughs> but it's okay. Um, Mike, what about you, buddy? Uh, I like the outside seats. I'm never a middle seat guy anyway. You know, I'm kind of, you know, 
broad in size, so I don't like uh, the middle seat as it is, no matter what it is, whether it's on an airplane, whether it's in a car, whatever. I'd rather be on one. I don't care front or back. Uh, I don't mind being a backseat driver, but I definitely want to be on the outside. I always pick the middle seat on flights, and I wear my T-shirt that says, I can't wait to talk to you. And then I just (laughs) (laughs) watch people cringe as they walk down the aisle and realize that I'm in their row. Um, (laughs) But you get in, you have your seatbelt check, and, uh, and you're heading up. Uh, the first thing is the capability test. You know, we talked a little bit about the old attraction and what it was going. What do you think about, you know, Mike, your car guy, that the first thing it does is connects to OnStar? Is that not just a commercial in itself? Oh, absolutely. For what they're yeah. selling. I mean, it's, you yeah. talk about product placement. Boom. Connecting to OnStar. I had OnStar. I loved did it. Did you? I I've never had OnStar. It. Yeah, I had it on my Lucerne. I loved OnStar. I really did. I have it in, Laura, I have it in Laura's car. I've never used it. No. You know what I like about it is just the safety features, airbags yeah. deployed. Sure, especially where you yeah. live because it's so it's rural in those sure. areas, and if something happens, yeah. they just they just listen, come man. Get you. I told the car out in the country. It's scary. It's scary. Yeah. You know, I kissed the airbags. I mean, it was I was out there by myself, broke my lower back. I mean, I was in the middle of nowhere, Ooh. so I had to walk to a farm with a broken back. One time I ran nice. One time I ran to a bumper on my tricycle and I ripped my pinky now off. <laughs> I just wanted to be a part of this. Yeah, okay. but you know what? Moving that on. hurts. That hurts. That hurts really bad. It really did hurt. Fingernail injuries are no joke. Yeah, those hurt. Those are incredibly painful. I remember. It wasn't that long ago, like seven years. Uh, you know, with the, with the first test that you're getting, you know, like we said, the cool part about being able to create your own ride is that now you are not only against yourself with numbers, but you're also against everyone else in your car. And you go into your first test, and the first thing you get is you get those Cool rain projections, which is kind of neat because you didn't get that before. You know, you do get that new digital look, that new futuristic look. And it's also the first time you get a little bit of speed with the attraction. I mean, it takes off the first time. Then you uh, turn around, it takes off the second time. And you've the, the best part is you pull up and you get your capability numbers. Typically, because my car has wheels just the absolute size of, uh, of a house, my capability numbers are not awesome. But uh, but I, I like that because now you know where you're in for for the rest of the attraction. You know where you stand on this, and you're hoping that somewhere else down the line, maybe you're going to be a little bit better. Well, you know, you talk about your 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 tires being that size, and I'm I'm willing to bet like the second test, the efficiency side of the house, you probably fail that one as well. Yes, big time, always at the bottom. So the first part of the efficiency test is is you know the the car is scanned for optimum eco efficiency. Uh. <laughs> I'm I'm I usually fail on that one as well. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I think most most people. I've seen a lot of uh, monster trucks out there on the uh, the track when we when we do that. So uh, probably not very eco efficiency. You know, and then also um, in, inside this test is uh, aerodynamics on the vehicle. Yeah. W- one that I typically fail as well. You know, or, or rate very low. And then I got to ask you. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I just got to ask you real quick. Um, you know, whenever you pull in there and you look to the right. And there's the mirror, and you see the line of the of the air going over the car. Uh-huh. Do you think you fail that because your head sticks up four feet above <laughs> the top of the car, and you're just just blocking all that wind? No, it, that's not it at all. Because I got my little oh. like I got those old time racer glasses on. Gotcha. Oh, <laughs> you know, just, I got the big old yeah scarf around the neck. Come on, I'm not dumb, dude. I know how to roll on this this attraction. Listen here, see. Come on now. <laughs> plus, I shave my head, so it's aerodynamic. Come I like it. Now. Well done. Yeah. Um, yeah and then the nice. last part of that is the um, the hyperspectrum imaging. So, uh, and that's it. And then once that's done, you guys get another round of scores, which I typically am at the bottom. 
I'm still failing. It's like yeah. school all over yep. again. I was going to say, now it rolls on to the third one, and I'm sure, Justin, you're not doing good on this one either, and that's the responsiveness <laughs> test. I, I don't even know how you get through this ride. Uh, the sim car accelerates through hairpin turns and laser-projected trees. Uh, now you can see why I like the first one better. Uh, <laughs> it enters a tunnel, and it encounters the 18-wheeler from the original version, uh, now shown with lasers. It's got almost that Tron effect. Um, I enjoyed that on the first uh test track how you would just barely miss the car and they right. kept it in the ride you know and, and um the truck's coming out of a tunnel but luckily you have some awesome responsiveness and you're able to avoid the car and head out to the final power test wait people avoid the car well yours i've doesn't. hit that every <laughs> single time every time you'll see a big ding in the front of it where my car my car just absolutely nails it the uh, the responsive test um when when we start like talking um you know the the herky jerky or whatnot. Do you guys feel that um, it's adequate enough to where it's not like uh, Space Mountain, where you're, you're like you're getting your neck snapped? Because that is a concern for people. I mean, is it still kind of a controlled where it's still fun? You're not like you're not hurting when this goes through. It's just um, you just know it's there. I don't think there's any limitations really. Yeah. I mean, of course the limitations are listed for legal reasons sure. with disney but this isn't like a you know some of these other attractions where you're getting beat all up right i mean you may slide around your seat a little bit sure. that's it i mean your only harness is a seatbelt, right, so right. it's not you know right. i think I don't the think seat it's a bad. back is a little bit higher though isn't it compared to space mountain oh it, it definitely mountain? is yeah so i yeah. think you get more back support because you you know your, your back is firmly sure. planted against it so you're sure. not you don't have all of that empty space above you you, okay. you kind of have your back against the rest so i, I think it's less uh violent if, you, if that's even the right word mm-hmm. to use, getting knocked around or being jarred because you had that little bit of extra support with your back being supported. I feel like Space Mountain, in the very back seat, they used old-used corn cobs as the backrest. <laughs> it's just the worst feeling of your life to try to sit in that very back seat. I didn't ride that last time. I'm kind of glad I didn't. <laughs> I don't, blame I don't you. know how you do it. Because I am a little guy and I duck my head like a little turtle. I don't know how you, uh, oh, you go through. Because that I thing. just, I just know that I'm gonna die every time I ride it. I just know that it's gonna happen. <laughs> exactly. I'm like this, you know, this potentially could be the last time I drive something. <laughs> I'm gonna so, make Disney news today. So, I mean, it's, tomorrow, it is, you know, the, the one beam is yeah. gonna fall and it's just gonna, you know, it, it, it is yeah. what it is. I accept that when I ride with the kids. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, uh, Mike, I, the, you know, this is your favorite part right here. I know this is the the meat and potatoes to me of the whole ride. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, forget yeah. forget about the cosmetics. This is the the horsepower is what does the top. Like, I have five hundred and twenty five horsepower in my Camaro. Not really, but a guy that I know does have one, and he talks about um, <laughs> it's just it's almost too much. You know, so Mike, is there too much? Is this is this too much uh, speed? Is this too much uh, putting you back in your seats, or is it just right? I think for a ride at Disney, it's just right. You know, I've had my share of race cars, and I've, you know, built a few cars on my own, and uh, it's definitely great. I mean, you get to that part at the end of the ride. It's a dark ride pretty much the whole way. Mm -hmm. You have all the new laser lighting effects and kind of that Tron look to it. But, man, as soon as those doors open up and you hit that outside, and it starts to just go around a little bit, a little bit, a little bit, and then it just, you know, starts to accelerate, and you see the speedometer going up in front of you, it's it's a cool feeling. It's it's a nice, uh, nice, good Zippy ride. Can we talk a little bit about too how it's pretty much like looking directly into the sun the second the doors <laughs> yeah, open cool, yeah. as you come out. <laughs> yeah. You just, for 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 a split second you're wondering if 
wait, do we hit the wall and this is this is it? This is the other side. Like yeah, this is follow the light. This is where I am. <laughs> follow the light. Because <laughs> you come out and you're, ah, yeah. And then the pictures, you know, coming up too. So you yeah. got to make sure you're still looking good. Now, do you put the sunglasses on? I've started putting it on before it, before the door opens. Okay. I'll put it on before it starts to take off. Sure, sure. So yeah, me too. I don't think I've ever. I don't think I've ever ridden that at night. Oh, you know what? I don't think I have I, either. I can honestly no, say I, I have once. I don't think, but I it have. has cool lighting. It does have cool lighting. Okay, I don't yeah, remember. I, I gotta maybe I have to get a late fast pass for that. I actually don't think I've ever done that late at night. Okay. You know why though? Is because you can't pull me out of World Showcase at night. Yeah, that is your home. That's my home. That's my that's my spot. Yeah, it's so too it's much hard to get me back to over walk there. Over there. Yeah. Yeah. It's um. Yeah. But how about let's talk about uh, the actual track itself. How uh. How that kind of jiggles around and moves around a little bit when you're on it. It's not like a solid piece of concrete. There's a little bit of um, a little bit of swaying that goes on with that thing. Yeah, and if you're if you're online and you're outside a little bit, you can see a little bit of that mm-hmm. give that that track has while you're waiting to get into the building. If it's one of those peak days and you sure. haven't been able in yet, you can see that flex. And as it goes around the, and then the track flexes a little bit, and you say, "Oh wow, I'm getting on that, huh?" Well, you're you're going right over the employee parking lot. I, I wonder um, how you know. I'm just, uh, just guessing here, but um, how many G's do you think you're pulling going around the corner? I would say at least. Two, huh? at least at least seven, at least seven or eight. Seven or eight. <laughs> well, so I mean, my point is, is you know, it's, there's still quite a bit of weight that's getting pushed on that thing. So I'd imagine, you know, structurally, it's uh, it's it that that. Well, you get that 270 degree turn, you know, where it's, yeah. it, it really pushes you up in the bank mm-hmm. too. So yeah, it's fun, man. It's fun. It's zippy. I like that, and I know I bet your Rye loves that too, huh? She loves it. Yeah. They, this was one of the first times we kind of taught her hands up. Okay. You know, we kind of taught her like, hey. You know, it's it's cool, you know, do it because it is a straightaway right. other than just those kind of bank turns. Mm-hmm. And she would do that and then get in her picture. And I think that moving on to other attractions, it, you know, that kind of gave her that confidence to do things. So, you know, what I find uh, funny is like when I'm, I'm trying to explain to my kids, because my oldest one's a very cautious person. And I'm like, look, we're going 20 miles an hour faster on the highway, dude. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and, he, and they don't believe you because it's just the way that it's, you know, you, the acceleration mm-hmm. and the openness. And it just feels like you're really going so much faster. I think they did a great job with it. I mean, exactly. Oh, they do, they do a fantastic job. I do want to say before I forget, it was our first um, experience. Riley was very, very close to being able to ride test track. Okay. If you have a child that's a little short, maybe they can't do one of the larger rides test track, space mounts like that, go up, have them measured. And ask the cast member, um, they have these tickets, and what they'll do is they'll say, return um, when you're tall enough, and it's a, it's a free fast pass. Oh, cool. For the kid and, and whoever's with the kid. And so they'll bring it back, and then they'll write the date on it, saying it's used, and they'll actually give it back to you as a souvenir. Oh, that's cool, man. That's cool. So we've got still, one for Justin's still waiting to ride. Uh, <laughs> yes, he's still <laughs> quite a few 19. rides. Rockin'. He's got a whole stack of those fast passes. Rockin roller coaster. Two thousand eleven. He's still got it in his wallet. They had um, to put it. They had to put a loop in that thing, didn't they? The old kid and still hadn't been able to ride. They, um, this is a great ride, like you said, Justin. Where um, this is a great segue ride. Where you know you get to, you get a younger yeah. kid on there because um, then you can go right from there to uh, Mission Space uh, Orange. Huh? You know, so it's a perfect segue. And we'll do that in July. We'll go on this, and then we'll go right over to Mission Space Orange. All three of us, I'll uh, I'll, I'll I'll pilot, and and Mike can be my engineer, and Justin, you can be my uh, my bag holder. Well, I. (laughs) 
always wondered if that would come. Some up. things like, never change. <laughs> <laughs> the puke bag holder. <laughs> I don't remember that job. <laughs> Man, you think after a year and a half I'd, I'd at least get promoted once, but nope. Here I am, same old job. <laughs> the bag holder. Oh. So, anyways, in uh, case you not, get sick, we you don't can have throw that up. good of a friendship. Right? <laughs> you can, in case you get sick, you can hold the bag and you can thank you. you do your thing. Absolutely, I'm just looking out for your best interests and, every, oh, and everybody in the capsule. Oh yeah, exactly. So uh, I haven't laughed this much in an episode in a long time. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Post show, post show, guys. We're done with the ride. Everybody's got their, uh, their, they're taking their goggles off, and uh, we're going down into um, the concept. Isn't this the the Chevrolet, the Chevrolet showroom? Um, isn't it? It's uh, I do know they sell cars out of this. They actually yeah, have salespeople yeah, there. Can, you can go and you can purchase a brand new, uh, brand new truck, brand new car. Mm-hmm. And uh, do you all ever go and sit in them? No, Mm-mm. I do. I'm no, not a window shopper. Oh, I well, it's not even that. It's I'm trying to get Katie on board to to getting a truck. Oh, okay. But she, Katie's the only person that could wreck a car on the Tomorrowland Speedway. <laughs> so it's like I, you know, I don't know how how on board she is with getting a big truck. Okay. So right. I'm working on it. I man, I see you guys in a huge old like suburban mm-hmm. or Yukon. Oh, or something I got that. Like that. Quite a few trucks. Yeah. Oh, you you're talking about you? No, Justin. No, I know you're a truck guy. You got a big old truck. You got a nice truck. Yeah. You got the big old Nissan. What do you got? You got the Toyota or Toyota? Yeah, yeah the big old Toyota Beast. The um, I think I would buy a car there if they included DVC points. That would be oh, cool. Not a bad incentive, cool. right? That's not a Maybe bad. Maybe hundred points at Riviera if you buy a new. You know, yeah. I don't know. Or or just they'll just hand you another fast pass for test <laughs> <laughs> Hey, that's, thanks that's for the $50,000 purchase on the Corvette. <laughs> thanks, here's, a, here's a free fast pass. Uh, I like this, though, and I like the uh, I like the little games they have, yeah. you know, for the kids and mm-hmm. kids and adults and all that. And I like the too, that you can you can see where your car ranks not only against the people in your, you know, your own car that you're going against, but also against everybody throughout the day. Okay. You know, you get those. You can look up on the board and get those numbers. And you just walk over, scan your magic band, and your car will pop up right there and give you your daily rankings. So. Yeah, yeah. I um. You know, cool. what, you know what? You know what I like about that too. That gift shop has a lot. Of, well, a lot of the gift shops when you come out of the ride have unique gifts that are specific to that particular mm-hmm. ride. But there's a lot of cool stuff you can get for your car. You can get the little window stickers for the back. You can get magnets. There's a lot of cool car-related things that you can get that correlate to the ride that you can carry into your everyday Disney life. And it makes a really cool souvenir and gift. Uh, me being a car guy, I, I tend to buy a lot of stuff in that gift shop. I do want to point out, too, is a lot of people that are working in there are not Disney cast members, but they are wearing the Disney cast member badge. They're actually GM employees. Mm-hmm. Down exactly. In so, um, you know, that I think that's one of the um, unique aspects of this attraction because I don't think that's anywhere else. Everywhere else, you're a Disney employee. So these people are uh, partnered with Disney. How, how does that work? I, I, I'm pretty sure that's right. Well, they so yeah. So um, GM runs the entire operations of that building, right. including the attraction. So, um, and you know, we all three had a had a um, a great opportunity to go. Uh, upstairs to the GM lounge and talk to the general manager of, of the GM lounge. But before we do that, why don't we take a quick break and hear from our sponsors? 
Jamie, can you think of a better time than right now to go to Walt Disney World? With so many unique and exciting things for you to discover at all four theme parks, this year more than ever is such a terrific time to visit. You can enjoy sun, fun, and savings when you stay in the middle of the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. New things are coming to Walt Disney World this year, and you need to get there now. New in 2019, get ready to explore the all-new Star Wars A Galaxy's Edge at Walt Disney World. This is your chance to live out your Star Wars story and discover who you truly are in a galaxy far, far away. Make sure to get a hold of us at Away With Me Travel at show at awaywithmetravel.com for all of your travel needs, and we can get you in the middle of all of the magic that Walt Disney World has to offer. And remember, keep on traveling. Keep on traveling, guys. So like we were saying before the break, uh, all three of us got the opportunity to go up to the Secret GM Lounge. And uh, when I was invited to go up there, I thought it was a very cool thing. The kids were excited. It's something that we've never seen before. It was kind of an invite thing. And, um, you know, during my early 20s, late 30s, growing up in the city, there was quite a few places where you would go down a dark alley, knock on a door, or go through some side thing and go to some kind of after hours club or, you know, some kind of night bar. And that's what this seemed like. You know, you walk around the side of the building and you almost feel like you're somewhere you're not supposed to be. You walk down this long hallway. They, you knock on the door. You're on the camera. Well, who are you here for? And you kind of explain what you're doing and whatnot. And uh, they bring you upstairs to the lounge. And a very cool area, very nice layout up there. It's a great break from the parks if you need, if you want to go up there and hang out. Uh, it, I know from uh, besides being invited up there, if you're a employee of General Motors or uh, one of the dealerships, you have a uh, right to be up there. You have a certain kind of I think you have to make a reservation or a call. You also get free fast passes if you're. Uh, a Chevy or a GM. Uh, I don't know what all of the details are, but I know they're entitled to it because we were talking to some people on the elevator going up to the lounge and someone in their family worked at one of the plants in Detroit and they were able to go up to the lounge and check it out. The one thing that I liked was sitting in the lounge, you actually, there's a black window and you can see the ramp where as you go up for the seatbelt check and the kids thought that was very cool. And every time we go on the ride now, if you turn around in the car, you can see that big black window of where the lounge is. And uh, we had a good time up there and uh, I know you guys did it. What was your experience up in that lounge? We talk about exclusivity, um, you know, doing exclusive things with Disney. And um, when I reached out to GM and we were, and we were invited up there, um, and this was before the show that you guys went up there, was it? Or right when we first started the show? No, after the show. Okay. Yeah, it was, yeah um, we, had, we had And I know I went up there and I, I, you know, I was talking with uh, Mike Romeo, who was a gracious host for us up there. Um, he, uh, you know, I asked him if we could extend the invite to you guys. That's why I immediately sent you guys emails. Um, but um, th- this is something that uh, not everybody's going to see. And, and, and I've got a point here is if you are a GM retiree, Figure out, you know, get online and, and make sure that you put your stuff on there and, and go check this out. There's a lot of people who don't even know it's there. I mean, your GM employees um, don't realize that this small little secret door, Mike, and you nailed it where, you know, you got to do the squirrel knock and then you got to whisper in the window. And then the big <laughs> the big Italian guy goes, who are you here to see? You know, it's uh, um, it, it's and there's there's no joke. They're not going to let you up the elevator if you don't have a um, you know, if you don't have um, a reason to be up there. So uh, it's very cool. Now, when you're. Um, how about that view over tomorrow? Or I mean, um, unbelievable uh, over yeah. Epcot itself. You know, yeah. you're, you're kind of looking over. I mean, what? I mean, like we're we're in this huge building that I never even knew all the space was up there, overlooking this amazing. I mean, you're overlooking Epcot. How cool is that? It's so if if you are walking in into into Test Track, and you see if you look up right above the track, 
there's a ton of windows that surrounds the building. That's where this is. And mm-hmm. Jason, exactly what he's talking about is that is a pretty much like 180, 270 degree view of all of Epcot. I mean, you can see all the way across. It's it's absolutely stunning. And Mike was so nice to, uh, you know, when we were up there, I, you know, when you get invited to these places and you meet these people and there's such, such a wealth of knowledge, not only about the product that they know with GM and with Chevrolet, they also are a wealth of knowledge about Epcot and the relationship that GM and Chevy have had with Epcot and with Disney. I mean, he was telling me, you know, it's a it's an opening day relationship with the park. You know, I mean, they've they've been there for for a long time with that, you know, cultivating that relationship and their relationship that is the last river. He told me that it was weird to look out over Epcot and you would see these other businesses come and go, you know, throughout throughout history. And it just it stays strong, you know, with Disney, with Disney and Chevrolet. Uh, the one thing I like, too, is he was telling me that, you know, that big space they have up there, although a lot of times it's there's not a lot going on. They do weddings up there sometimes like they'll, they'll have actual wedding ceremonies up there overlooking Epcot, which was really neat. Uh, and as we went up, and I don't know if you guys took advantage of it. They had snacks and they had mm-hmm. a drink station just like they do in the DVC lounge um, and all that. So I made sure to get me a get me a coffee, give me a soda. And a little snack and everything. And I just picked his brain for almost an hour. And that's where he was talking about how, you know, him as as running this lounge, not only runs the lounge, but he's in charge of the entire building. Maintenance and everything. The other thing I want to mention is um, the charity aspect that uh, yes. is really under the radar. GM doesn't sit and brag about it, you know. And But GM and in the partnership, especially with Disney, um, what is the name of that, that organization that's outside? Do you remember? It's not the Make-A-Wish, but it's uh, another one where they have um, like a little village. Give Kids a World? Yes. Um, they're huge contributors to that. Huge, huge. So, uh, that you know, I, I do want to make that as a notable. You know, this, this just isn't a, uh, you know, a partnership that doesn't give back to the community. I mean, GM gives an incredible amount to the community. And this isn't a GM commercial. I'm just, these are facts. Gives to the local community, especially that organization. Can, can we talk for a second, too, about... Anytime you get to go somewhere, I've had a couple Disney moments, you know, where you're somewhere where other people haven't been. Yes. It's very special. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It is. You know, when I stood in Walt's apartment in Disneyland, mm-hmm. very special. When you, when you stand in the GM lounge, you know, and you're, you're getting those moments. And I got to tell you guys a story. I don't think I told either one of you all this. So Mike looks at me and he goes, he goes, uh, are, do you want to ride Test Track again? Because we, we had ridden it. And I said, yeah, that'd be great. He's like, look. I've got a meeting I have to be in. Mm-hmm. Here is this card. It's a red card, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. And it's on a lanyard. He's like, all you got to do is go to the entrance, and they will take you straight to the front of the line. Like, straight to the front. So I go down with my red card, and right before I left the thing, he goes, but listen, don't take it. Don't steal it. You know what I mean? And as soon as Katie and I got the building, I was like, I want this red card so bad. <laughs> right. I just want to keep this red card. That's all I want. That's all I want in life is keep right. this red card. Um, sure. But yeah, we did that, and then we took it back up, and and we, or we we dropped it with a cast member, you know, right there, right yeah. there at the end. And uh, but it was just really cool, like what they do for their employees with uh, with Test Track. Did they? Did he take you behind? Because he walked us me behind. He did. He where we did, looked at some catacombs and right. around. Um, he, dro- he walked us downstairs, but he couldn't because he had a meeting. And literally, okay. Jay, I I talked to him for almost an hour. He probably yep. had scheduled maybe. 
20 minutes of his day to spend with yeah. me. Yeah, and yeah. I just kept asking questions. Yep. I was just like, I don't know. You know, and I just, I know. I, you know, it is. Yeah, he it was is. a gracious host. I, can't, so I got great. nothing. Yeah, it was it was really nice. Um, they walked us behind the catacombs, and I don't know as, as you're getting on test track, you'll see across the way you can see stairways and, mm-hmm. and metal tracks, and we actually walked down that ladder well there, and um, it was nice because you know he just said you know there's there's four of them, and uh, the cast member stopped the line and let us get on, and off we were, you there know, you just go. like that. So I mean, it was uh, pretty neat. It was a great experience, very fun. Um, test track is, uh, you know, it's a winner in my books. It really is. Does anybody else got anything last to add on test track? No, I'll tell you what, it's, you nailed it with, it's a perfect attraction for the family. Like if mm-hmm. I was going to pick, if when I have clients and they say, well, what should I do? It, test track's an easy one because yeah. it's, it's got something for everyone. Sure. It's got the sure. thrill aspect. It's got the interaction with, you know, the newer, uh, creating your car and, you know, mm-hmm. doing all, doing all that type of stuff. It's kind of got something for for everybody in the family, so I agree. And you know, and Soren, a lot of people are afraid of heights. I mean, deathly afraid of heights. And Soren's really not a ride for you if you're afraid of heights. Like Rach stomachs it now because she's got three boys who want to do it, but she'll pick test track over Soren any day. Mm-hmm. You know, because you get that exhilaration. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, guys, ready? Ready Let's to move on? Yeah. All right. Yeah, man. All right. Excellent. Uh, hey, listen. Um, last week's trivia question: What Walt Disney? Pictures film based on the animated television series DuckTales features a villainous sorcerer named Murloc. And the answer is DuckTales, the movie <laughs> Treasure of the Lost Lamp. Life is like a hurricane. Come on, guys. I mean, that was a, that was kind of an easy one here. All right, let me give a shout-out to Katrina, who is going to be going down to Disney World, Dan Hirschline, Sean in Grand Rapids, Michigan, Rothchester, Nebraska, Laura Fee, and Delinda. Thank you, guys. You nailed it. Okay, for our next trivia question, guys, we're going to go with a Mike movie. What movie is this from? We'll be fighting at close quarters with the most tenacious of all sea beasts. Stay clear of the tentacles. They'll seize anything within reach and hang on to the death. And you can text your answers to 317-WDW-DADS. That's 317-939-3237. While you're at it, guys, do us a couple favors. Head over. Make sure to check us out at our website, www.DisneyDadsPodcast.com. There you can find links to all of our social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Guys, go follow us on Twitter. It's at Podcast Disney. I've been on there a bunch, posting a bunch, chatting with people. A lot of fun over there. Go join us on Twitter. Uh, also, make sure that the Facebook group's great, Disney Dads Podcast Family. That's where we get all of our pictures, our amazing stories that we talk about. It's how we get to know you guys a little bit better. And guys, I have something that I want you to do for me and for Jason and Mike, I want you to go out. If you like the show, go out right now and tell one person, just one person that loves Disney that you know all about the show, guys. Tell them about the show. Tell them about the site. We love growing our Disney family, and this is the best way for us to do that. Absolutely. Absolutely. 100%. I'm glad you mentioned that. I think that's a great challenge. I, I really – because that, that is um, – man, talk about giving us a hug. Oh, by, indirectly, yeah. by indirectly give it as a hug. I love that. Hey, Justin, I was going to ask you, is there any way that you can put the link to our um, Amazon skill uh, on the webpage if I've got an HTTP? Certainly. Yep. I can, I can put that on there. Yep. All right, guys, you know, we're talking about our fantastic Facebook page and, you know, reaching out to us. But one of my favorite things, and I think all of you guys love it, would be our great Disney Dads family, and that's 
my favorite thing every week, and that would be Pictures of the Week. Picks of the Week. Picks of the Week. It's time for us to get our Picks of the Week. Jason, since you wanted to go first this week, I'll you take your uh, Pick of the Week. What thanks, you got, Thanks, buddy. buddy. I do. I have uh, I have another hard week of, of um, picks. Let me tell you what. I think I'm going to go ahead and pick Charles Mary, and I'm going to uh, because he he gave us a collage of, um, and, and actually the the title was Good Times with My Little One, mm-hmm. and uh, he's got some great pictures. You know, maybe maybe he doesn't like Donald so much. That's okay. <laughs> He'll grow into him. <laughs> you know, but um, you know, it looked like he was getting into Mickey and. Yeah, I mean, it's just you know what? That's just one of those moments where you know he could uh, he he wasn't real sure about Goofy either. It looked like I don't know. <laughs> Charles is yeah. good people. Hey, Jay, can we you and I recreate that picture in July? Oh, well, that'd be hilarious. Where, where I use hold <laughs> I'm me holding and you and you're crying. Yeah, yeah, I like absolutely. It. Let's that'd see be this. great. I would love that. Yeah, so Charles uh, had a great time with his little one. I love that. You know, and and, and above all, thank you for sharing it with us. <laughs> yeah, very cool. Yeah, he's loving it up down there. It's good for him. Justin, buddy, want to go? Number, you want to go twice? I love it. it. I've got Justin, this. Want to go second? Yeah, I'm, I'm feeling. Yeah. I'm feeling only child tonight. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go take care of myself here. Um, my pick is uh, Derek Pitzer. This picture is awesome for so many reasons. One, finally found Mickey ice cream bars, of course. And uh, his son is turning seven this weekend. It's absolutely uh, awesome. But the best part is, and if he's listening, turn the radio down now. They're finding out in 27 days he's going back to Disney. So awesome news all the way around. I love the picture, and I still can't find those ice cream bars. That's driving me crazy. I'm, oh, I see all your pictures, and they look delicious. Uh, Derek, thanks so much, brother. Happy, happy, happy birthday to your son, and uh, have an amazing Disney trip coming up. Yeah, very cool. Happy birthday to him, too, as well. Happy birthday. So, My pick of the week is going to be Amanda Elizabeth Hansen, and she posted a picture in front of the castle, one of my favorite spots to take a picture with Tinkerbell lingering above. And her caption is, Baby Hanson number two is a... And with the blue balloon, I'm going to say they're having a boy, a little pirate to add to the family. So congratulations to you guys, and uh, that would be my pick of the week. Awesome. Very cool. And it looks like uh, Abigail and Brent had a perfect wedding shower. Did you guys see those pictures? It was very cool. Very cool. Very, very very cool. Very neat. Very neat. Very neat. Uh, You know, I, I almost thought there was three of those Jelly Belly things. I thought maybe we were getting one in the mail. I'd even take them anyone. <laughs> but there's only two. We'll fight for them. Congratulations, guys. All right, guys. You know, I had a fun time talking about one of my favorite attractions at Epcot. I'm going to be sure and try and get a fast pass for that on our next trip. And um, I enjoyed seeing you guys. You know, it's been a little while. And uh, what can I say? <laughs> <laughs> I'm at a loss for words. <laughs> Let me help out. Uh, <laughs> Justin, take me home. <laughs> Look, I, uh, I, I'm i so glad you guys are back. You know, we got to record uh, last week, but, you know, really got back in the swing of things this, this week. I've had a lot of laughs. It's it's times like this and episodes like this when it seems like maybe we're going off the rails sometimes, but I laugh, and it just reminds me of how much fun this is and how much I look forward to Thursday nights and spending with you two guys. So thanks for taking the time. Thanks for being here. And uh, look, until next time. Jay? Yeah. Um, well, you caught me off guard. I was just ready to say goodnight. <laughs> you put me on a spot. You like you put the flashlight right on me. Listen, guys, um, have a great week. Uh, 
weekend's coming up. It looks like the weather is getting beautiful um, across the country. I know you got some heat down there, but man, it's still cold up here. So I'm looking forward to uh, some some really nice weather, and I'm ready to get summer started. And I hope everybody has an incredible weekend. And with that, good night, guys. Good night. Good night, guys. From Mike, Justin, and myself, we want to say thank you. And remember, always keep it Disney. Each of us has a dream, a heart's desire. It calls to us. And when we're brave enough to listen and bold enough to pursue, that dream will lead us on a journey to discover who we're meant to be. All we have to do is look inside our hearts and unlock the magic within. Ready to begin. Let the and that's a wrap. This has been YDF Media Productions.